Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Hello, Miss Mary. Hello, Jillian. You're all giggly. I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. Okay, I was a little geek. I'm a little bit silly because I didn't get as much sleep as I normally would. Right. Just, it's been a busy weekend mm-hmm. and I get a little giddy when that happens. And the other thing is like, I'd rather have this right? than grumpy. Well, you'll never so get you grumpy should, from me. You should just be tired all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it may not totally make sense what comes out of my mouth. So you can interpret for me. I'll try. All okay. right. So we're talking about uh, Dr. Henry Cloud's book, Never Go Back. Yes. And where he's talking about going back to old patterns, mm-hmm. habits that do not serve us. Right. Right? Right. So in this particular chapter, he's talking about never go back to trusting someone or something flawless. Mm. And i got to tell you, I had a little struggle with this one initially. Why is I'm that? Like, eh. Isn't it so obvious? It's not resonating with me. No. Okay. Yeah, it should be obvious. Right. But then I was thinking about, so Bruce... He loves to watch these, um, like, TikTok videos, recipe videos, mm-hmm. Instagram videos yeah. on cooking. Yeah. And he'll say, oh, i got to try this one. Has so, he ever? Yes, he has. Oh, okay, good. Okay, he has. All right. But uh, he sends them to me, and I look at them, and in two minutes, my gut tells me, well, this ain't going to work. <laughs> but in two minutes, right. he's prepared right. in his mind the most beautiful cauliflower there can be. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, ah, I just don't, I look at the ingredient list and I think something's a little off there. Yeah. But I don't want to burst his bubble because right. he's making something. Right. So he's tried a few times and there's been a couple of things that have failed. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think sometimes when you have a bit of knowledge about something, you just trust your gut and you go, no, that's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. Nah. But on the video, it makes it look so easy. And then of course, it they, looks beautiful. It's called curated. I know. It's made to look that way. I know. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, what we've learned to do now is if he sees a video mm-hmm. and he really likes it, I'll Google it in a couple of reputable cooking video, like sites. To see like whether it's Bon Appetit or something like that. Yeah. And they'll go, oh, that's the reason it looks odd to me because they've doubled the liquid or they've halved the liquid or something or the cooking time's off, mm-hmm. right? It's usually the cooking time. Mm-hmm. So you can almost immediately spot what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But on the outside of these videos, they look so fantastic. I know. Well, because some of it's not even edible. Well, true. It's just good for the camera. I know. So this thing about flawless or perfect, I mean, I think that that's what social media tries to portray. I agree. And so with the cooking videos is part of it. Yeah. But I frankly, you know what? I don't trust anything that's perfect. I've been like doing life long enough to know that there is nothing perfect. True. There's got to be something wrong with it. But, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of people fall into the trap of going, "Hmm, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like, it is that, like, not that too good to be true, but maybe it is that good. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, Because I can think of a time in my life. Now, I have a really strong gut instinct, Mm -hmm. which drives me kind of the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Like not trusting. <laughs> right. Right. Whereas my husband is right. my husband. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like saying it like that. My husband. Um, my husband's more trusting of people and right. more uh, generous. Naive almost. Naive almost, yeah. right? Um, like he said, he could never be a policeman because he just believe everybody's story. Right. So for me, it's like suspect. For him, it's like, oh, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But I remember one time I was on a hiring panel. Mm-hmm. And we had this candidate come in. Mm-hmm. And... He presented so well. I mean, mm. well-groomed, uh, charismatic. Well-spoken, uh, I'm Well-spoken. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was very confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and after he left, everybody was really hot about him. Like, mm-hmm. they thought he was just the bee's knees. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh... It's a little too perfect. I'm a little on the fence about this guy. Yeah. It just... Something doesn't feel right. But... I was kind of, it was a voting process and I was, you know, outvoted and he was hired mm-hmm. and his arrogance and his confidence mm-hmm. and a massive, you know, error in judgment mm-hmm. led to his demise. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I'm like, I wanted to say, I told you so, but, right. but it was like, it was too good to be true. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, the thing is there is nothing perfect. No. Uh, even products that, why are they always coming up with some new version of the thing why are there always constant updates on all our devices because there's always something that needs improving Mm -hmm. right and there should be and there should be i I like that i like that you're still continuing to work on improving and there's new technologies etc etc but like with people as well if Mm -hmm. they present as if they have no weaknesses well they're either lying or if they actually believe that they're incredibly arrogant and narcissistic Um, I used to do assessments for different police services. Mm -hmm. And um, I always ask a basic interview question. Tell me about your top three weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. They say (laughs) things like, "Um, I work too hard or I'm too nice. And and, and I'd be basically going, no, no, no. Those aren't weaknesses. What are real weaknesses? And I would call them and I would not leave it because... in fact, if they couldn't come up with anything other than those lame so-called yeah, exactly. weaknesses, they're not passing because no. they, there's little self-awareness or they're trying to present a certain facade that's not true. Right. Because human, all of us, we're not perfect. So that's the thing. If somebody is trying to sell you something that seems flawless, don't trust it. But if you are putting a lot of effort into trying to present yourself as flawless, yeah. then you're putting your efforts in a direction that's not helpful. It's not, no, it's not. And who are you fooling, really? Right. Like, yeah. really, it's it's going to come to light at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the problem, is I don't trust people who uh, present themselves that way. But the other thing is, because we know as humans we are imperfect, I think the imperfections leaves room for growth and improvement. So just like mm-hmm. the devices we have can have yep. upgrades, are different you know, whatever they need to be better, Mm -hmm. so we can ourselves. But yet, if we don't, uh, aren't aware of our own weaknesses, then we're automatically already, we've arrived. Yeah, and you know, it goes back to our previous season when we were talking about Tasha Yurik's book, Mm -hmm. Insight. Yeah. Like, if you don't have Mm self-awareness and insight into the stuff that you're really good at and the stuff that you need to work on, and kind of the stuff that you actually, you're not good at and you don't need to work on, Mm -hmm. like... That shows you're spinning your wheels. Right. Because you're going to be putting your energy into the wrong things anyway. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you. If somebody is using a strength as a weakness, Mm -hmm. it's not really a weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I remember going back to that interview when the guy was asked, like, what his weaknesses were. He came up with something that was actually false humility. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah. please. Right. You I know? know. You could see it a mile away. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think sometimes that is sometimes we just want to believe the best and we just want to believe that the thing is true. Mm-hmm. And so how do we work past our own, not naivety, but maybe hope? That things will be different or with this particular product or whatever it might be. Right. I think that we also sometimes put our life on hold waiting for the perfect. Stop the video now. Right. I think we do. So um, whether it's the perfect partner or it's a perfect job or somehow it's this idealized version of the way life is supposed to be. Yes. And then so we're left feeling either dissatisfied or, like I said, we put our life on hold because we're waiting for that thing to happen, almost magically, like it's going to happen. So when we have this perception that um, our trust in flawlessness, um, there's mm. this, this is already setting us up for disappointment yeah. or not pursuing the things that are legitimate, not putting our energies towards things that really matter. So like, for example, you will never find a perfect partner. They're, they don't exist. <laughs> right? Nope. After years. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm a total goofball. Yeah. You're a total goofball. Thank you. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. And our husbands are total goofballs. Yes. And there's still stuff that we just have to go, hmm? Yeah. Roll our eyes. Yes. So, I, like, if you're waiting for that perfect partner or the perfect job, then you never get started. And I often will say, I, mean, I was just talking to a client the other day, and she is looking at uh, job opportunities. And she was stressing about it because she had all these different options in front of her. And I just said, just do the next job. Just consider it as your next step. It is not the job. That's right. But it is a job that's going to take you one step closer to your long-term goals. You get to pay some bills. Minimally, you're learning about yourself, what you like and don't like. It's like if you kind of have that curious... Um, stance of exploration and Mm -hmm. learning and growing, that growth mindset, then I don't have so much writing in my next decision being the perfect decision. I mean, people get paralyzed. They do. Because they have to, like, overanalyzing it, trying to make the perfect decision, which I translate perfect decision as in no negative um, results or consequences of it. And that's not realistic of life. Every pathway you take Mm -hmm. will have the good and the bad because that's just life. And as long as you have that sense of agency, that whatever happens, I'm going to grow from it. I'm going to learn from it. I, uh, and I'm going to learn more about myself for the, the next step or the next thing. You just yeah. got, sometimes just got to get moving. And so don't wait for the perfect. Well, and I think, too, that this, I mean, we always return to this topic because it's so basic mm-hmm. to our growth. Right. Is when you're talking to that woman who's got all these options in front of her. What are her values? Exactly. Right? Because the perfect job doesn't exist, but her values do. Mm-hmm. And if she can put herself in a situation that aligns with her values mm-hmm. and grow from that, huge. I know. Well, you were in our call because that's exactly what I said. And <laughs> I could hear your voice saying I, the same thing. I know. And so I agree with you. I mm-hmm. mean, for me, when I'm coaching a client, especially about career transition, right. normally... <clears throat> We start with values conversation. Mm-hmm. And then I point them to a career tra- transition coach. Right. Somebody who's much more adept at that than I am. But I'm like, if it aligns with your values, mm-hmm. 
then it can't be wrong. Right. But if it goes against your values, mm-hmm. and you know, like in some cases that might be, it's cutting into family time, mm-hmm. it's shift work, it's whatever, and that's going to rob you of your family time, then you can't, you, un- right. unless you have to do it for a season to right. pay some bills and get on your feet, Right. don't do it. Yeah. So if you kind of think of the sort of values as sort of your boundaries. Yes. Within that, those boundaries is a multitude of choice. And I don't know that there's any one choice that is more perfect than the other, as long as they align with your values. And you don't know until you start. And then you learn more and then you make decisions based on that, right? So life is a lot about that. And so it's that not putting life on hold while you're trying to figure out whatever is the ultimate perfect decision. So, I mean, let's go into this conversation about the perfect partner. Yeah. Because I know that you've had conversations with young adults Mm -hmm. who have this idealized version of the life partner that they want. Right. And I know that you've said certain things to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, use me as an example. Mm -hmm. I want a perfect husband. (laughs) Well, first of all, I'd slap you a little bit with that accent. (laughs) Um, I always say to them that, well... You know, you can find somebody who might have some alignment with your Mm. core values, but you're not going to find somebody who's perfect for you. First of all, how do you even know how to define perfect? Right. And you are going to meet somebody who is going to be different than you. And that's actually part of how it's going to push you to grow and expand your horizons a lot. But I always say, as long as you find someone who's teachable, Mm -hmm. who is able to take personal responsibility for themselves, Mm -hmm. and who's actually growth-minded... You can pretty much do life with pretty much most people. Yeah. I mean, that's what you would look like, look for in a friendship. That's right. Right? That's right. So why wouldn't you look for those kinds of things in a life partner? Right. And if you, and the other end of it, we can seek perfect in terms of the guy's really good looking or the person's really good looking or they have a really great job, they mm-hmm. have stable income, all the more superficial things that, right. according to my list, seems perfect. But if they're not teachable and they're not able to humbly own their mistakes and take responsibility for their own life and issues, then we're going to be in trouble. Yes. And this is what happens all the time. Like, I remember back in the day, um, you know, young women used to make these lists. (laughs) I'm going to make a list of the husband I want, and I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to pray for the list. For the one. For the one who's going to meet all those criteria. You need a golden retriever, girl. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, first of all, how would you even know at 16 or 18 what kind of person you're looking for? Ugh. You don't have the maturity to even recognize that about yourself. And second of all, you're setting up yourself for disappointment because you will never find somebody who checks off everything on that list. And then you may miss the point. Yeah. The point being being with a partner that you actually love and can enjoy life together, who can challenge you, who can yeah. help you grow, that you can have shared values together, as yeah. opposed to check, 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 they got all these things. Exactly. You're not shopping for a house. No. Right. No. And I love, um, a couple of years ago, Andy Stanley did a thing on dating. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he said, which I thought was just huge, he said, instead of looking for the laundry list... Mm-hmm. Take a look at that list and start working on yourself. Oh, I love it. And I'm like, yes, bingo, bango, bongo on that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Like if if I'm looking for that, what is another person looking at in me mm-hmm. that I need to work on and own in my own life? Right. Right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I think for the perfect job, there isn't one. Am I working towards being a great 
you know, great at my job, great in the role, great in my career, Mm -hmm. then work on those things. Learn some new skills, like whatever you need to do. And you can always change your mind. You can. In this world, you can change your mind real fast. That's right. So I think that this um, curated, social media-driven version of what is perfect uh, or flawless is the word that Henry Cloud uses, is setting us up to pursue things that a, don't exist, right. but B, we waste our energies trying to make that thing happen because then it goes back to what we've talked about in previous episodes mm-hmm. is we're way, wasting way too much of our mm-hmm. energy trying to make sure that everyone likes us. That's right. Because we're trying to present this front. So one thing I would say also is for the perfectionists who are watching and listening is that the amount of energy that you spend trying to make your home look flawless or yourself look flawless or whatever it is about your life look flawless, you know, what are the fears or insecurities that's driving mm-hmm. that? Yeah. What's maybe the, perhaps the inner critic that's also driving you that you think that if you aren't, somehow you'll be rejected or somehow there's um, that that flaw within you is like this such a core identity flaw. And I don't believe that at all. I mean, we all have weaknesses. True. Uh, but it doesn't mean we're flawed. Like there's something core flawed. Like, for example, I absolutely adore people who are neurodiverse. I love hanging out with them. I work with a lot of people with ADHD, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. And I delight in working with them. But I don't go in there blindly going, well, just because they have ADHD, I expect all this from them. I right. know that it comes with its own form of weaknesses. Yeah. And so I go in with my eyes wide open. So it, Grace isn't ignoring that there are weaknesses. It's that I choose to accept you in that way. I can work with you and then we can hold each other accountable because your strengths will balance off my weaknesses and vice versa. So Mm. it is really having discernment um, and not being naive about the people that you are in relationship with, whether partner, Mm -hmm. friendship or coworkers um, that you choose to trust. Uh, so going in with your eyes wide open, but at the same time, not demanding of them what is not possible for them to achieve, which right. is flawlessness. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm so glad you said that because I think when you were talking about being in partnership and relationship and working with people who are neurodiverse, you're talking about the give and take that you have for each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want for ourselves. Right. We want people to be grace-filled towards us. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Right. And with our job. Yes. So I was just thinking about, you know, when people are looking for the perfect partner or the perfect job situation, what tends to happen is the partner's not perfect, the job's not perfect. And so they go looking for the next perfect thing, uh, right? And they repeat patterns that are unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you get beyond, like, I guess it's being number one aware. Exactly. Exactly. And going, what what was wrong in my thinking about going into that relationship or that job mm-hmm. that couldn't measure up right. to my own expectations? Right. And, you know, back to the Andy Stanley stuff, he says the number one killer in marriages is expectations. Mm-hmm. That we have an expectation of a person that we never speak out loud. Right. But we expect them to meet the need or to be that person. Mm-hmm. 
And so what expectations do I have of the perfect job? And right. are they realistic? And if the tables were turned towards me mm-hmm. and the arrow was pointing here, would I be able to even live up to my own expectations? Yeah, and that's really the fine line, again, between being realistically open mm. to the reality. I just used the word twice. But the reality of weaknesses and flaws and everything and everyone. Yeah. Not being naive and blind to it. Right. Because you're not helping yourself. You're just being in denial and you're going to get hit on the head with the same thing. But at the same time, not letting that be the thing that you look at and you're going to do everything in your power to try to change it or criticize it out of that person. That's not helpful. Right. So where do you have agency over yourself? So to kind of answer your question around, you know, people changing jobs or people and, you know, Like, look at your pattern in your life. If Mm -hmm. you've had a series of sort of not-so-good jobs or a series of not-so-good relationships... Like, what's the pattern here? You yeah. you are the the one thing that is consistent across all those situations. So that's great because then you have agency right. over how you can make changes in how you decide, how you discern, what steps you take, the kind of people you choose to be yeah. attracted to. And then you can work on yourself with that. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you want to be in a healthy relationship, you actually have the ability to do it. Oh, I love that. I mean, that... That's worth the price of admission today, right there, is that you have the agency. Mm -hmm. So if you have found yourself in a pattern of jobs that just don't line up with you or your expectations or values aren't the right fit, like what's the common denominator? Mm -hmm. And then like get real with yourself Mm -hmm. and then say, but I have agency to change this. Like the trajectory doesn't have to keep going this way. It can change. Mm -hmm. I love that, Mary. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that people get so stuck and feel like there's a sense of powerlessness. So we're not trying to pursue flawlessness. Right. We're trying to pursue growth, maturity, a sense of agency. Yeah. And choice in how I'm living my life as opposed to trying to make everyone and everything around me perfect. Well, and it, it does go back to, you know, the previous conversation where we were talking about, you know, if something looks too good to be true, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of this flawless life, this pain-free life doesn't exist. It doesn't. And if we're buying what, you know, social media is telling us right now, mm-hmm. and it's the reason I watch, like, you know, people falling in ski resorts and stuff like that because yeah. it's not right perfect. Right. It's the stuff I love. I love mm-hmm. fails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel good. <laughs> you don't feel such a, like such a goofball. Fail Army is my favorite show. <laughs> no, yes. but I mean, I think that we kind of love, we love to hear failure stories because it gives us hope. Mm-hmm. And we love to hear that, you know, the zero to hero stories because it gives us hope. Right. Yeah. People who have worked through their flaws and worked through their stuff mm-hmm. and been stronger as a result. Yeah. So I think that that's so important to face the reality of the fact that we are imperfect. And, you know, for people who were raised in a religion where it, they were taught, if you just give your life over to Jesus, your life is somehow going to be. And then they wake up and kind of go, my life's kind of the same. Yeah. And was I sold something right. that was not actually true? Because... I think that in this world, we will have trouble. Like, what does that mean? How do we not waste our pain? How do we go through that? And stop trying to seek the perfect. How do we not waste our pain? Yeah. 
Uh-huh. You're full of them today, man. I can't help it. I mean, I just came from speaking at a conference. They're all floating in around my zing, brain. Zing, 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 zing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. That's um. So a question I would ask is, where in your life are you waiting for perfect? Oh. You know, is it a perfect job, a perfect partner? Maybe it's perfect kids. Um, as one of my kids here, who is very close to perfect. <laughs> Or a perfect future. Or a perfect whatever opportunity. That, whatever perfect that future. looks like, right? And the second part of the question is, how is waiting for perfect holding you back? Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Do we have to answer these questions ourselves? No, no, no not no, today. No. Just, just you. <laughs> <laughs> not today. I'm done with that. You're done. <laughs> Come on. Why are we? Why did we pick this book again? Because it's so... Oh, oh, oh. In a good, it's good for us. It's that's good why. for us. Because yes. we're not pain avoidant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's why. Thanks for tuning in yet again and listening in. And I know you do listen, and I know we've heard from you how much you are taking in what we're saying. And we so appreciate that you're along for the ride. So stay tuned. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.